James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Freedom Ocean, uh, Australia's one of Australia's favourite internet marketing podcasts. I'm Tim Reed, one of your hosts, and that over there is James Shramko. <laughs> Got you, mate. How are you? Good. Very mate, good. I'm on the road. I'm out on the road. If we can do, what's that line from that um, Frank Sinatra song, "New York, New York"? If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. I am. Um, I am out in the middle of country Victoria. I'm sitting here in a rented home with uh, a rented holiday home with my boys running around out in the farm. Uh, I've got the MacBook with the inbuilt microphone and a pair of ten dollars headphones and a and a and a modem, you know, a mobile modem toggle thing. So high tech, I can do it here. Yeah, you know what? I bet you've still got faster internet than I do. <laughs> that wouldn't be that wouldn't be hard. Yeah, that would not be hard. You have got one of the slowest internet connections for one of the better internet marketers. It's an well, you know, it was disappointing coming home from Manila. I actually dropped back in, in internet speed. How's that? <laughs> Great. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So, yeah, that's my uh, that's what I'm doing, mate. And and exactly. And last week you were in Manila and you were, you, we crowded a show off your MacBook as well. So you don't have to have fancy mics and all that, do you? No. You just got to. Uh, in fact, you got to have less stuff. I'm really into this using less things lately, dramatically. I'm right down to like two tools. I'm using nothing, and I'm getting so much more done. What are the tools? MacBook Air. Well, yeah, I need a MacBook at the moment. I've I've actually got all the other stuff switched off. I'm I've only got my MacBook on right now, hmm. and I'm using Evernote like crazy. Just Evernote. I've I'm not opening anything else, just Evernote. So what are you – okay, so that's just capturing everything, is it? Yeah, all your ideas, putting like, all your like, to-dos. Put it this way, like I used to record things and then I never watched them back, so now I don't even bother. I just put my notes into Evernote and that's it. So I'm doing these mastermind calls every week with my best students and I take notes on the call and I don't record it anymore. I used to record it and load the thing up and all that. But now I just type my notes as I go. I commit myself to paying full attention and being in that moment. And I put my notes and I put the tags. And the other way that I'm using Evernote that is brilliant is I'm taking pictures of my whiteboard. I got a new three meter long whiteboard. And I'm now using that for all my mind mapping, for my uh, project flow whiteboard i just basically you, you, map, you map love it your out. whiteboard so much i love it and you, i take a you, picture well, of it and drag it into evernote you just take pictures out of it anyway even though there wasn't any writing on it i would and i'd facebook it you would <laughs> you would yeah yeah just i one. don't think there's a better invention than the whiteboard what's that um software that ain't stupid shot mug shots or something where you could take a shot of yourself every day for 100 days and post it on the internet um you could do that with whiteboards. You could have like a – there's probably a whole lot of people out there with a whiteboard fi- whiteboard fetish, James, and you could people, just – You know, uh, I've made millions them together. from my whiteboard. It's got to be the most worked tool in my um, office here. It like, literally gets written on every single day and I, I put stuff up. If I'm going to write uh, an email, I just go and write six bullet points on my whiteboard and then I open up Aweber, I, I draft the thing. 
and then send it and then I go and rub it off. I think rubbing things off the whiteboard is probably one of the best feelings you can get. It is. It's, it does. It's kind of, it gives you a bit of a, um, you know, the hairs on the back of the neck, a bit of a sort of tightening of the you-know-what and, um, yeah, I know that feeling. That's a good feeling. It's like rubbing, scrubbing something off a list. Well, here's another example of, of how I'd use it. Today, we decided to have a, a recording. So I, when I thought of something I wanted to tell you about, I just jot it down on the whiteboard. So I've got about six things here that I thought I must tell Tim. And after the call, I'll rub it off again. And is Evernote a jealous lover, do you think, of the whiteboard? Or they're, no, they're, they're quite, friends. They're you friends. see, when you, drag, when you drag the whiteboard into Evernote, it actually picks up the words from the whiteboard. Oh, and makes Evernote it, loves the whiteboard. Yeah, it's searchable. And uh, and you can you know it's it's that's the power of it. It's so good. Um, you are going to have to um, out of interest of all the sites you own. You, do you have a whiteboard affiliate site? Uh, yes. You do. Uh huh. Oh, you are. You've quite. You've lost the plot, mate. <laughs> you have, you've lost the plot. Well, that'd be an interesting. Do, do you know how? Do you know how valuable whiteboard search terms are, and how many people are looking for them? Well, they're only getting more valuable as you. Uh, you I'm sing talking their them up a bit. Maybe you I've got, I should disclose my interest. I'm, I'm. Chances are, if you're buying something online for whiteboards, that I may be making money from it. Have Have you? What would you say, being a being a whiteboard aficionado? And, and this is not in our show notes, James. By the way, <laughs> we didn't plan going down this track, but you know, it is the ocean. Um, as a whiteboard aficionado, um, what, what's the biggest innovation in whiteboard technology been of late? Probably whiteboard paint is oh, pretty popular. Yes. Nice. Uh, they're in every school. Like all the kids are trained on smart boards. They're like a whiteboard crossed with a computer monitor and the yep. teachers use them. My kid, the kids love them. Yep. But do you know like a magnetic whiteboard, that people pay $7.41 per click for a magnetic whiteboard search term. And right. even just uh, whiteboards, that's $5.42. Where are you getting this information from? From my favourite spy tool. <laughs> there wouldn't be too many people in the world, James, that A, have a whiteboard fetish and B, could rattle off the, um, the pay-per-click. What, what, what is, what's the terminology for that? The, um, the, the price. The, um, cost per click. The, the cost per CPC. click price on whiteboard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you constantly But this is the beauty me. of what we do. You know, if you, if you find something that's interesting to you, and I, like, let's not go overboard here. Like, I'm not some freak. Whiteboards, I just, I just happen to really use whiteboards a lot and I understand the power of them for me. And mm -hmm. every single one of my students, I really sort of harp on about the whiteboard. But mm -hmm. I know that people go online and they pay hundreds of dollars for whiteboards because they're not cheap. All right. Okay. Well, I think if you want to get, you know, listeners, if there is a group of you out there who want to form some kind of, um, uh, we'll call it a WA group, Whiteboards Anonymous, where you can just get up and meet each, maybe meet each day via webinar and, you know, talk about it. Send us a question a freedom off. motion. You'd have a whiteboard, like Toastmasters. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love it. I love it. So, mate, um, we are here. Uh, this episode of 31 of Freedom Motion isn't about whiteboards, although one could quite rightly say it is. But last episode, we were talking about some of the low-hanging fruit, the easy opportunities to promote information products, um, and we covered um, 
six of them. We talked about um, word of mouth. We talked about um, affiliates going and seeking other people to sell your product. We talked about press releases, existing email, your existing email list. We talked about webinars and social media. And that was all off the back of me um, having... Uh, the my, my online marketing communications masterclass to sell. Bit of an update on that, James. Please. Um, I've had a couple uh, of people approach me as a result of that episode, um, putting their hand up to become an affiliate. Actually, more than a couple, uh, but to say uh, approach me via email and say uh, would like to become an affiliate uh, of the masterclass. And in fact, they were listening to my other podcast and were um, heard that I'd launched another product, which was a, it's called Site Boost, and they were also putting their hand up to sell that, which is great. I like well, there that. You go. That's, that's, that's that's the benefit of having a, a podcast, isn't it? You attract affiliates who want to go and promote yep. your products. Yep, that's leverage right there. Well, that's one of the marketing channels, actually, the iTunes. Yep. Yep. There's a few ways to go about that, and I've been experimenting with this as recently as half an hour ago, mm. and uh, it's it really is quite fun. There's t- totally different styles of podcast and uh, leveraging that medium and, uh, and getting some interesting results from it. Now, explain that. Well, uh, this is something you can apply because it's, it's uh, I did it for my Fast Web Formula 3 recordings. My mm. team have been cutting each of the videos, there's probably a dozen videos, into little two- and three-minute slices, and the instructions are 10 per video. So we'll have 100 videos, Mm -hmm. and they're loading them up to YouTube, and then I'm embedding them on my blog, and then I'm Facebooking my blog post, and then they're stripping out the audio, and they're podcasting it from my blog in iTunes. So we put 10 up over the weekend. And then I post a link to my iTunes channel on Facebook. Now people can jump straight from Facebook to my iTunes channel, have a little listen to the sound bites. And if they're interested, they might subscribe and that may drive the episodes up. So it's not a show. It's not pre-structured. It's, it's not, um, there's no effort, any extra effort involved on my behalf from when I actually put together the show and the you know no. the, the fast you're, you're working three. With ex- you're working with existing yeah, content. Exactly, I'm repurposing, repackaging, and redistributing, and I'm putting it out. And now, of course, when I put it on Facebook, it goes to Twitter. And why would that be? Because you love your Facebook going to Twitter, and Twitter is Facebook's bitch. <laughs> That was one of the popular <laughs> quotes from last episode, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to hear yeah. you say that. And I just want you to write the book because I want a, I want a book on my bookshelf that says Twitter is Facebook's bitch. <laughs> oh, it cracks me up. Yeah. So, yeah, well. So, so anyway, so this, I- this is all going to tie in beautifully here because what we're talking about here is um, as I'm doing my posts, as I embed the YouTube video on my posts, I have a keyword tool in front of me and I go and type the seed phrase and I go and look for phrases that get searched for that have a high cost per click that I'd like to rank for and then I start using them for my post titles and my tags and then the traffic grab system will kick in. Every time I do a post, things happen. That that blog will get distributed via RSS out to networks. Mm -hmm. My team will come along and write a press release plus 
they will also bookmark the post and uh, basically this thing's just going everywhere and driving a whole lot of traffic to my site which of course has a name capture bringing people onto my email list so it's just a beautiful syn- I can see why synchronized it, it, symphony well I can see why at some point mate you, you put together the spaghetti bowl because you know like as you speak uh, I, I and I don't know I'd love to know what the listeners take on all that is because I actually understand exactly what you're saying you're just taking some existing content you're chopping it up and you, you're putting some calls to action video content you're putting some calls to action at the end of it to say if you want more of it go here and at some point they'll either get to your website for a name capture or they'll get there and buy the actual product which they are um, i can see the a, sales have started since the program started on the weekend faster what, formula what, three video sales and and uh, that's pretty exciting. What I'm seeing, uh, so I can, it, it's just a massive amount of work, and that's more an observation than anything. Uh, and it just reminds me again of just the power of having that team. Yeah. And, well, that, that's um, why you know if you if you put the work in, if you set yourself up a spaghetti bowl, and if you don't know what a spaghetti bowl is, then um, <laughs> Tim will explain you it. Been listening. <laughs> <laughs> but. If you set yourself up the system to receive the content, then you will be in a situation where you just got to add the thing in and the system takes over. Okay, so in our case, when we drop the blog post and we turn it live on our blog, it will automatically go to iTunes. That's already been set up. It Mm. will automatically go down that RSS channel wherever we've submitted our feed for our whole blog. Do you know it gets mm. auto-published into a PDF document that gets pushed out to Scribe D as a internet marketing news blog? And I think as of yesterday, I hooked it up to Kindle too. I'm, I'm hoping to submit it to Amazon so that it will push the content out through all these different channels because the channel is set up once and then all you have to do is just add water, so to speak. Well, the channels are set up, but the actual cutting up of the videos and, and doing all that stuff—that's that was more, the, the work was. I mean, yeah, when you once you've set up an, an iTunes feed, for example, then you're there forever and a day. But it's it's actually the the, the creating and repurposing of the actual content that's labour intensive, and that's where you need the teams, particularly if you've got a lot of content. Well, you know, interestingly, it's not really only one guy who's making these videos. Hmm. Um. I'm going to digress, but it, it's it's all in the spirit of um, driving traffic to the low-hanging fruit. I, I did something on um, Small Business Big Marketing's Facebook a couple of days ago, which I've also seen some significant... I saw effect. it. We, I we, saw it. Oh, did you? Yep. You had a sales squeeze video thingy. Yeah. How did you see that? I'm connected, mate. I think I you found are, a Twitter. You might have, although, yeah, you might, yeah, maybe I did share it on Twitter. But it was a very cool little um, little free app that didn't require any coding or anything. Uh, you just had basically what you do if you go to facebook.com forward slash small business big marketing. The first it, you'll go the landing page will be a video that shares um, that, that that basically suggests that I have learnt something from interviewing many many small business own, owners over the years. And at the end of that one minute video, if you hit like. It'll take you to another page that reveals the the secret, and um, we're seeing some really good increased uh, friends coming on board 
that Facebook, and um, which reminds me, why did we get 33 Facebook likes in the last... <laughs> that was weird, tw- wasn't it? Have you figured it out? Um, not 100%. <laughs> I, no. I, I, it was mentioned in our mastermind call, and but I don't, I don't have more than 33 people in that no. call, but they said episode 30 was definitely one of the greatest episodes we've ever done. Really? Yeah, they they really hit a strong point. I think because a lot of people can relate to that part of the, especially people in my mastermind, they, they've got stuff. They just need to get it out there. So that's yeah, a good well, episode. It resonated with me, mate, and that's why I wanted to continue that discussion today. And there's probably you know there's probably more episodes in it because um, um let, let's get stuck into that and and just to well, I really, thought we I just did it. <laughs> we, <laughs> Not we, quite, we, mate. We take the there's videos. <laughs> create a YouTube uh, channel. Yeah, okay. Right, so okay, well, you've got you... the class, right? Yep. So what we di- what we do is we make a master a, a, a master video that's the sample video. So you say, right, this is how I want it to start, this is how I want it to end. And we use video bumpers, like the little the little showy sort of thing, like those podcast intros. Yep. And then I say I want the watermark in, through the entire video of the URL, knowing that if it's on YouTube, affiliates and other people will embed these on their own site. And uh, I want to have that URL throughout the whole video, nice mm-hmm. short one. I actually get an abbreviated one because mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want people to have to click, you know, Fast Web Formula Three. I just want FWF three, mm-hmm. and then that's through the whole video. At the last slide. I tell them I want you to I want you to end the video on a cliffhanger, which means don't reveal <laughs> the thing, just like you talked about with your one secret. Yep. And then I have a slide that says get more videos at fwf3.com, and then it finishes. And I say no more than three minutes because we don't want to bore the crap out of our customers, right, or our prospects. Mm-hmm. So they have to make ten per video. So can I just understand? So ten per video doesn't mean that. Every three minutes, create a new video. Basically, no. you're just trying. To, you're saying find ten, find ten interesting. Two or three, yeah, th- up to three minutes, to, but it could be okay, thirty seconds. To, okay, so ten interesting thirty-second to three-minute um, sections of each video, yep. and um, always finish uh, with a cliffhanger. Yep, uh, which says for more of this action. Then no, no. Before the, the for more of this action, the part in the video. So I'll I'll say in when I, when I'm up on the stage at Fast Web Formula Three, I might say, and you know, of all the things I ever discovered, there was one thing that I came back to time and time again, and it was, and then that's where the video stops. Mm-hmm. So it's like the coming back after the commercial break. We'll see yeah. a shark maul six divers, you know, in Sydney Harbour. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. as if we're going to go and turn the TV channel. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, we finish the video on a cliffhanger and then we have the, you know, this is where you go and get more stuff slide. Gotcha. So you set the standard. Now, if it's you having to create these, that's fine. You could probably punch these out in a day, right? But if let's assume it's not you, you find Mm -hmm. a videographer or, you know, a a video editor or a student from the local university or film school, a poor actor or somebody who knows how to use (laughs) iMovie or Camtasia um, or employ someone full-time like I do. I actually have three people in my team who just do videos. That's all they do, mm. and they love it. It's the best job in the world. And they make the videos, and they stick them into Dropbox, and uh, and then you just load them up to YouTube. YouTube, I think, has a multi-video uploader, so they can stick them all up in one hit. 
and yep. you go along then once the video's up it's already going to start getting traffic we got hundreds of views on the first ones already and it's got the keyword tags the labels the description and a link back to the site so that's step one of the video traffic technique mm-hmm then you syndicate that, you go and share it, you get the embed code and you stick it on your blog. You can share it on YouTube. You know how you put your video on Facebook? The first thought that I had was, I wonder why you didn't put it on your own YouTube channel and then and share it. But then as I understood, you were trying to bribe people. It made yeah. sense as to why. But yeah. I don't ever bribe. load videos directly <laughs> to Facebook because you're better to load it to YouTube and then embed the video on Facebook. You get two hits. But now I get three. Now I get three because I put it on YouTube, then on my blog, and then I put my blog to Facebook, and that syndicates to Twitter because... Bitch. (laughs) So now it's in (laughs) multiple places, the same content. Now, the the theory is, um, and and this is the next step, we make playlists. So my, uh, my video team leader will go in and make playlists from videos so that people go from one to the next to the next to the next. And within, within YouTube? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, they're getting s- snippets. Now, they're not in order. They're not in the same order as my presentation. So, people are going to get parts of the message. They're going to get good nuggets. But, uh, of course, the best way to complete the set, to get the whole thing, is to buy the thing. So, we're really using the what I call the iTunes or the Amazon preview uh, sample here. You can That's go to exactly iTunes do, and listen it? to any tune to decide if you like it before you buy it. 90 I'm, seconds. Yeah, and you can go to Amazon and read the contents or the, the chapter or, you know, you can't get the whole thing from it, but you can get a really good feel for it. And and that's my approach. I'm not bribing people to, see, to, to do an action before they get to see the goods. I'm showing them the goods first and then I'm asking them if they want to buy it. It's called a reverse squeeze or a reverse call to action. Give and then take. It's a um, interesting marketing lesson, which is um, I, I, this morning myself and my boys went to a little adventure park, all right, mini golf and all that type of stuff. And I got talking to the owner later, and he said he was, you know, business was tough, and you know, told him what I did. And we sat down and we had a red slurpee, a red slushy. James sat round a picnic table and had a red slushy. Me and the owner, and um, gave him a few marketing tips. And one of the things, exactly what you said with iTunes and um, and Amazon, that whole preview concept. You know, the, the whole idea of giving someone a taste in order for them to think about, you know, to then want to buy it. I said, go and have a look at, um, go and have a look at what Dreamworld, SeaWorld, Movie World do in their marketing because effectively this guy had a very 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 mini version of one of those and and it's that same concept of look what the big guys are doing and learn from it and apply the same principles you know the budgets are going to be different and the production values are going to be different and all that type of stuff but the actual principles of how they go about marketing their business so often apply to a small business as well well, especially Disney, they like have one of the highest spend per customers ever, I think, because they land you after the ride, they land you in the gift shop and they get the picture <laughs> of you on the <laughs> yeah. ride, right? Well, yep. that's exactly what, what we're doing online. And your golf guy could do it too. Well, I said to him, I said, you know, like, you know, he said, give me an example. And I said, well, really simple, you know, like go into the local country towns of which this place is surrounded by them and hit up all the schools and kindergartens and childcare centres and, and offer annual um, fun passes, you know, 
because he's there trying to make, you know, try to sell a game of mini golf for $8. I said, go and sell annual fund passes to the families in the community. And um, the great thing about that is, you know, the families get a discount and generally, you know, like we bought fund passes for Dreamworld. We probably won't go back there. <laughs> but so it's often a win-win situation for both parties. But um, you can learn so much from the big, the big guys. Right, so back to the little guys. Yeah, Uh, back to the little guys. So we we put our videos up. Now, this is another thing. I make a channel just for FastWeb Formula, so I'm not putting all my other eggs in this basket. It's really just content for that channel, and that allows me to really focus on that channel and and to – put the flashy you know banners around that channel and dress it up and people who are part of the community know what it is so you really just it's just the one channel you're not trying to you're not not all going into the one not in the same bucket no not the same bucket okay so i have separate channels for silver circle fast web formula uh my own channel and and others traffic grab has its own channel and we threw a Mm -hmm. stack of videos up there and we sold thousands of that thing Mm-hmm. And it's just for that. It's just that channel for that product, and you can really theme it that way. Yeah. Again, you know, they would do that in Disneyland, right? They cut the the. You got the different lands, like yep. the space land, and then again, then um, medieval land, and all that. Same thing. You theme out your business into categories and and segment it off. So I also post to my FastWeb Formula wall on Facebook these videos because anyone who was at the event. Probably liked that page, and they would like to to go and remind themselves about it. And mm-hmm. it increases sales from people who were at the event that would like to get it on video. Um, the funniest thing is when I'm looking at these videos back, I'm re- repeating the lessons for myself. I think I learn more from these events than anybody. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the, the the other thing that we could do when we're p- embedding this video on our own blog is we can cheat a little bit. And here's where the, the low-hanging fruit is sitting that most people ignore completely. Your blog is probably already ranking for some phrases if you've done any sort of content or posts, true? Yep, true. Now, some of them are probably sitting on page two of Google or the bottom of page one for some pretty meaty terms that you may or may not be aware of. Yep. Now, if you could put a post and tie it in with that term and make the post title that term and put a few tags that relate to that term, you could actually lift your position in Google for that term just by embedding a video and putting two paragraphs of content and a couple of tags. And, and I saw that. We, we have um, – one of the blogs have got ranks really highly. In fact, it ranks rank one, page one for small business and for small business marketing in Australia. And I tested some other phrases and I was surprised to see that these individual blog posts came up uh, on page one of Google, just individual blog posts, so not the website. But I was amazed, you know, one, one blog post properly tagged and titled, you know, all of a sudden there you are. Well, that's, I guess- we, we, just, we just popped a client site on for almost that exact phrase. We're number one in Australia right now. Um, just from putting a, a targeted title on the site, it's it's very yeah. very close. Yeah, wow. But very close to you mean your post is close to my post. Yes, we outrank you for some <laughs> other ones. 
Okay, there's another competition you and I are going to have to have. Microphones, <laughs> whiteboards, now posts. Goodness oh, me, James. God, it's, gee, it's this, close, Tim. This, this, this ocean is not meant to be a competitive space. I know, I know, but I like to wind you up a little bit. <laughs> Let's go back to something else, something that I've had a hand in, okay? Yep. Uh, the ideas guy, your site. Yep. Dot com, right? Yep. So I can see that uh, my team helped you rebuild that site into they WordPress. Did. And since we did that, we've added dozens of key phrases to your Google rankings. And I can see that one of the most valuable terms that you are ranking for is uh, $5 per click that people would have to pay. And you're currently looking like you're about position 13th in Google for this phrase. Okay. Now, if you were able to put a post with that phrase in it, you might bump yourself up onto page one and pick up a whole bunch of traffic. Well, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Is it? Uh, you can tell me what that phrase is after the uh, podcast is over. <laughs> yeah, okay. I won't. I won't <laughs> and uh, I won't and I'll report back. I'll write, I'll write, mate, I'll write that post tonight and uh, let's just see how quickly that can happen. So well, there's, there's one where you're positioned seventh and it's $3.60. I guess if you could, if you could put a post with that in it, I'm sure you'll bump yourself up from seventh up a bit higher. And um, it is actually currently, the I think it is the, the workshop marketing page that's currently ranked seventh. So yeah, right. if you put a new post and then you link to the page, you'll probably get a double listing and you'll bump up for both of these phrases. Um, what tool are you looking at that's giving you the Google rank and the cost per click? Right, there's several tools that do this, but the, my favourite is SEM Rush. Yeah, okay, you've talked about that before. I love it because it, it tells you uh, it tells you a whole lot more actually, but you can sift by position. So when I'm doing my posts, I go and punch my own website in, and I look for stuff that's positioned um, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and I want to bump them up higher because the traffic at the top of the page is significantly higher than halfway down the page. Yeah. And if you've got something on page two, nobody's finding it. But if you bump it up, if you, if you take this, uh, there's a $6.63 term that you're on position 14th for, that if you can bump onto the top of the first page, and you probably can without too much effort, mm. you will pick up very lucrative business because the term is highly commercial. Right. Okay. I like that. Or do you want me to tell you what that one is? Yep. Marketing Keynote Speaker. Oh, I love that key right. term. So, could you see how that might be a very lucrative term for you? Yeah, very much so. If, you know, if, if you were ranked in first or second for that phrase, someone's actually sitting there, they've got their annual meeting for companies that coming up in like two weeks, they're like, shit, I need a marketing keynote speaker. They search and you pop up, and they oh, that is the guy. Look at his handsome dial. Look at handsome. that guy represents marketing to me. I think Everything. I've even heard him on a podcast, right? Yep. That could be a five, six, ten, fifteen thousand dollar gig for you. That is a highly commercial phrase. And people are paying six dollars sixty three to be there with Google AdWords. Wow. That there it is, right there. I've got a whole section. I mean that's that's not a coincidence that I'm ranking. What am I ranking for on that at the moment? Well, you're actually ranking. Um, you're ranking 14th according to this, right. and it's it's not maybe not like as at today, but recently. Yep. And yep. this is your marketing keynote speaker page. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you want to go and check the title on that page, and then you want to get a, a bunch of links to that page from somewhere else, and you'll probably bump up to page one. 
beautiful. But if you that did a post a about one. it and then you link to that page from your post with the right anchor text, the right keywords in it, then you might get a double listing as well. How's the double list? Oh, okay. Because okay. it recognises, oh, well, this is like that. I'll put them together. Yep. I can give you an example of that that anyone on this call could go and look at. They could Google Freedom Ocean. And they will, they'll see that we actually have the first... Uh, the first listing and multiple pages within there. But if we start joining some of the words together, like Freedom Ocean uh, podcast, it's not showing me right now, but it's got our iTunes thing as well. But we actually, okay. if we pick some of the phrases that are in our posts, they might end up pulling a double listing. Let's see if I can get another one. Gotta love Google Instant. Right, so I just Googled Freedom Ocean Affiliate Marketing and we've got one, two, three, four. We've got the top four listings plus the next one is our iTunes and then we have two YouTube videos from our YouTube channel. So we actually own the, the whole top half of the page for that phrase. For Freedom Ocean Affiliate. Freedom Ocean Affiliate Marketing. That's, like, yep. that's what's showing on my screen right now. Now, yep. that's in Australia. And then if I switch that across to USA, we still have first, second, third, fourth, then iTunes, then YouTube, then YouTube, right? And then we also have our Facebook thing on there. So we actually have almost every single listing, all bar two, on the first page of Google for that phrase. And the first page that came up was our affiliate accelerate page, followed by our episode on affiliate marketing followed by the home page followed by our products page followed by itunes so google's basically comparing that phrase within our site and finding all of the most relevant pages and displaying them as our priority so go back to what i just said before if mm. you want to take out this keynote term then you create some posts around that topic and point them back to your page you'll probably pick up the page plus the post and maybe that. even the home page. So going back to that, um, in regards to the low-hanging fruit and selling information products, the idea of um, identifying, would you suggest identi identifying one, two, five, ten keywords and really going after them? Like how many? And I'm talking about for someone who hasn't got a big team behind them to go and chase them themselves, someone who's going to be doing the work themselves. How many keywords should you identify for an information product? And well, just start with one. Just maybe start you know, with one. The first thing I always do uh, when someone says, I don't know what to rank for. Like if you came to me and you said, I've got the ideas guy and I, I want to do some SEO, but I really don't know where to start. I'd say to you, Tim, what makes you the most money? What's your most profitable product? What, what uh, page on your website do you think best converts customers you know that people land mm -hmm. on and they turn into a buyer it could be your master class it might be your keynote speaking they'll be two natural sort of things and i'll actually go and sort i'll say well tim you're actually uh you know you're you're ranked on the first page of google for terms like uh tim reed of course but mm -hmm. you know you're not number one for that for some reason but you're actually because there's an american well actor for, right conference facilitation Okay, maybe that's your gig. I'd say, Tim, does this mean anything to you, conference facilitation? And you might say, oh, yeah, I actually facilitate conferences. 
And I say, well, you're positioned fourth on that. If you bump that up a bit higher, maybe that would lead to some gigs. But I, I think the obvious ones, like looking at the cost per click is a great indicator. If someone's prepared to pay more to be in the top of Google with the page search, then that's probably a good indicator as to commercial intent. So I would say that uh, you're, you're ranking quite well for marketing keynote speaker. Mm-hmm. You're on page two. That would be a great term to attack and see if you can get yourself a higher listing if you want to do keynote speaking jobs. Yep. If you said, no, I've retired from that, I'd say, okay, well, what, what aren't you retired from? What do you want to sell now? <laughs> and you might say, well, I think I'd, I'd like to promote my masterclass. So then we go and look for, oh, there you go. You're on page two for online marketing communications. That would probably be a target customer. Let's see if we can bump that up. People are still paying nearly $4 for that. Mm. Okay. So, I so, think just start with a one or two and make sure start, that it yeah. appears in your page title and then do a post about it and point them back to that landing page where you're going to do the converting. Brilliant. I'm so excited about that that I want to wrap this episode up, but I won't do it just yet because I know listeners still want a little bit more. But that's brilliant, James. That's um, Gee, that's interesting. And it's all about that single-mindedness, about identifying one thing and really going after it, yeah? But this is something you can do over and over and over and over again. I, this is a process that I do all the time. Yeah, traffic uh, grab. It's in traffic grab. I even loaded a specific training video of me doing this on my own site in the members area as a bonus video. If you've already got traffic grab, log into the membership and go right to the bottom of the playlist and look for the SEM rush modules. And I also showed them another tool that's pretty cool. And if you haven't got Traffic Grab, just for God's sake, get it. It's the best $79 you'll ever spend. And uh, so go to um, to freedomotion.com and click on products and it is there. It really is. And um, it's it's really due to Traffic Grab that this episode exists in the last one where we're really just, you know, starting to sort of identify where where to start, where to start for someone who's, you know, the product creation is a lot of fun and, um, once you've got it, though, um, it's a bit like having it sit on the shelf and gathering dust if you don't go and do the kind of stuff that we're talking about now. it's um, It doesn't go anywhere. You've got to move it. you got to move it. You've got to move it. What else is new, Timbo? Oh, mate, that is, um, for me, uh, and we are, not that we really like to date our podcasts, but we are at the end of the year. It's Christmas in about five days' time. But um, have been winding down. I've had a, it's been a mighty year and I'm really excited about next year. And keynote speaking is one of those things that um, I will to con- I will continue to pursue, but I'm excited too about creating creating more product. And um, Gosh, that's and funny, you know, like I'm doing exactly the opposite. You're going the other way, yeah. I'm yeah. winding up like there's no tomorrow. Like it's, uh, well, in terms of date, if you're going to date it, we're... we're just past the halfway point for the month and I've already exceeded last month's sales. So our business is just going off the Richter scale and that's because I think people are all tied up in all the usual stuff but I'm, I'm doing the marathon, not a sprint. So I don't, I don't actually have to stop and, and rest because I sleep in every single day. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Well, and and um, well, you sleep in, but you're up late at night. By the way, I am a night owl. But the thing <laughs> is, I'm I'm going to focus. Uh, I'll probably do more reading, and there'll be less customers uh, and less JV approaches and less this and less that. So I'll actually yep. be able to really focus on my business. I, t- uh, I tell you, speaking of reading, I tell you what I'm enjoying, and I didn't think I would, and I got my Amazon boxes. You saw, um, yeah, a few days I ago delivered, that. and there's some good stuff in there. Um, I start. I I the first book I started was the Four Hour Body, and you know it's just uh, it's not a book that I intended to read, but I thought I saw it there, and Amazon is so good at recommending other books that you should read. You know, once you've selected one, you're about one year behind the times. I know, I know. It was big know, last year, January. I yeah, think. I know, but still, you know, like I like to just let you know. It's like you, you don't you don't update your software what as soon as the updates come out. Uh, I'm about a oh, page about a page 100. Okay. Uh, talking did about. You, um, did you find the Charlie Munger notes? No. Oh, it's in the. My tip for that book is look at the little notes in the back of the chapter. He links to the Charlie Munger thinking yeah. models. It's one of the oh, best things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. I I know exactly what you're talking about. He's um. He, what's his, what's Warren his name? Right hand, Warren man. Buffett's offside. Warren Buffett's offside. Uh, I have seen that. I haven't gone and checked out the link. Ah, I went and bought all his books on Amazon a, a year ago, and they're very, very effective. Right. The, the he's 90s, self-made, the, like, I know, maybe he's a billionaire. But anyway, he's oh, very smart. Oh, it'd have to be. The 32nd Mind or something, is it? Yeah, um, that's him. Um, I just like Tim Ferriss's take on the world. Putting aside any kind of biology discussion or dietary discussion or, um, you know, I just like his challenging of what is normal. A bit like you, mate. Hey? Yeah. Well, that's, I, I, you know, I went away with Tim Ferriss about then as well, just before he released it, actually. James, um, Mick Jagger said to me, <laughs> Jagger, you know what I'm going to say? Mick Jagger said to me, never drop names. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I've discovered <laughs> yeah. the secret to weight loss. It's it's because um, I've, I've now lost Don't eat. <laughs> eight kilos since yeah. um, since uh, we had that, since I reached my peak. Yeah. And What's the secret? Well, part of it, I think, is standing the stand-up desk. I'm burning kilojoules. Oh, yeah. So yep. I was going to say without modifying my exercise, but that's probably not true. I've, I, um, I use my stomach muscles more. I actually aggravated a little hernia, so I had to you have did. that operated on. Um, in order to do that, I had to fast, which was great. And then I thought, you know what? I'm 40. There's a bit of a family history. I might have a little, let them do a little checkup inside. I had this stuff uh. called Pico Prep. Yep. And that thing is better than any juice fast or, you know, those people who stick water up their backside or whatever that is. Yeah. Colonics. Forget Colonic that. Irrigation. Just just go down to the local chemist, grab some Pico Prep. It's over the counter and it'll yeah. clear you out quick and smart. <laughs> There'll be nothing left. Nothing You'll lose left. a kilo straight away. But anyway, since I got the start on that, <laughs> I'll just eat less. I'm not, I'm not eating much and it's just dropping off. Mate, I think we'll call this show Freedom Motion. Could be free to motion. <laughs> Freedom well, small motion. Cost, but anyway, that's just sort of an aside. But just eat less is my main tip. It well, actually I, I works. Think, um, I I've think seen I've... the pictures of you on your other blog, and uh, it looks like you're eating plenty cookies Jeez, and stuff. Jeez, you're harsh. Well, is it true? Yep. 
Yeah. Couldn't be true. Well, yeah, that, and let's just be right, be clear here. That is about because we got people send us things, and someone sent us a big box of these most delicious cookies. Um, so there is photos of me munching into them. Um, but um, I anyway back to back to the the four hour body. I like his thinking. Um, I think I finally realised that Krispy Kremes uh, do have fat in them. They do contain fat. Um, so they no never more. promote themselves as a health food, though, Timbo. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> no, um, uh, I know we're rambling, and we'll probably get massive bad comments you, about that on yep. iTunes, but it'd be nice if people left some good comments, so it's yep. probably slowed down a bit. Well, your dog's crying in the background, so oh. clearly it's not happy with where we're going with this. So yes, um, I think – hey, oh, one last thing. I did like the uh, – one of our listeners sent us a photo of him with his feet up on, on what looked like a large cruise ship – out in the middle of the ocean. So I thought that was pretty impressive, and he said that's where he listens to our freedom ocean. And finally, finally, James, before we do go, we are getting some amazing, um, what would you call them, just case studies, emails. Results. People are getting results. Results, results listener results. Wow. Wow. They are good. Um, we should have a, li- a listener result episode. We should get people to um, – I don't know if we should get them to submit audio or perhaps we should interview them or something because people have mm. had massive transformations just from listening to this free podcast, which is cool. Well, it is um, – I'm – some of the some of the stuff we're seeing, I'm shocked at. I don't know whether people are making them up and just flicking them through, but why would they do that? I mean, we are really, really seeing people who are using the word life-changing more than once, James. Oh, that is good. So I don't know what, what we decided to do. We'll figure we'll out def- what we do with that information. Maybe re- listeners could suggest how we could, how we could yeah. help them because their story is actually quite powerful and they're true, which is the best thing. Well, I think I think the power in it, and and it's let's be clear here. The reason we'd want to do it is because, and I'm speaking on behalf of everyone. I think it's inspiring to see that you know what it can be done. It, it, it is you know it can be done. You can choose to live a life full of a little bit more freedom than you've currently got, and and we're just seeing that come through on Facebook and and through the email. So we'll figure out what to do. If anyone's got any ideas, send it to questions at freedomotion.com. Uh, or reply to any of the emails that you get from us because we see them all. So, Tim, mate, do I have, to, um, do I have two, two more quick discoveries? They're really short. Well, nothing short, but... Um, no, it is short. It is. Have a go. Okay. One Number is, one. like, I'm not a gadget freak or whatever, but I think I'm going to ditch my keyboard soon. Siri is amazing, and it's definitely, I think, all computers will go this way very quickly where we're just telling it what to do because it's surprisingly accurate and extremely useful for taking notes, sending emails, updating Facebook, posting to forums, Skype. Like It's wicked. Um, okay. That's one thing. Yep. And secondly is my new dashboard's coming along very well. And yesterday we upgraded it and uh, a couple of my testers were locked out and I got these emails from people saying, Hey, uh, what's up with my dashboard? But the best thing of all is obviously they're using it. They've become hooked on it, uh, which means that it's actually solving the problem that was intended, and and that was love it. The best news of all. So we'll, we'll that, update is that, that. Is that still in beta? It's is it in beta or is it out? It's um it's not available for sale, but it no. probably will be by the time this comes out. Okay, well check out the products page on Freedom Ocean, guys, because um I've used it. 
and it um, it was early beta, and um, I could see just what a, what problems it solved. It put everything, all the important stuff, right there in front of you, and uh, that's that's um, that's gold, mate. So you've uh, you've been kicking some goals. Well, I'm going to go and. Um, I'm going to go and rank my page and report back for <laughs> yeah, episode 32. Let us know how to go. Go and, go and find that low-hanging fruit. Love your work, mate. Have a, um, have a great week and um, look forward to chatting next time. Thanks, Timbo. See you, mate. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. <laughs>